Welcome back to the Weekend Warrior Show Recap. I'm Ty from the Unemployed Architects. This week I'm sitting down with a friend of mine, Jake Denny. So how you doing, Jake? I'm doing good. All right. So Happy so, to be here. Sorry, sorry it took so long to get going. It, it, it never never fails, no, it seems like. Uh, we're only 20 minutes behind, I think. But only 20 minutes. Yeah, just... You, you said you had a bunch of stuff to do later today or something. Yeah, I got some stuff like later today, but it's not until... Well, um, I figured I would kind of recap how I know you, which, you know, this is just my perception of it. Um, we, well, I, we played at the roundabout a long time ago, and I believe you were there, but you would have been pretty young. I, do you... I was like, let me do math here, so it's going to take a second. I was 12 years old. 12 years old. And you guys played the roundabout. Right. And I remember, I think we gave you a CD or something that day. Yeah, the Design to Shine album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, every once in a while, from time to time, you'd either be at like a different roundabout show or like, uh, um, you know, I'd just be bu- out busking and you'd kind of happen upon... It seems like you go to the record store a lot, right? Yeah, I, especially like around that age range because that's what like heavily got into music i was just down there 24 7 right so um now for for a long time when i knew you i didn't really know that you were even a musician yourself um so so that was kind of a surprise to me eventually which uh so let's kind of recap here i know you did some stuff you you start with bass is that or like in a band yeah when i started (laughs) playing in bands it was like bass right first and foremost and then um you started playing in Third Street Down, right? Well, I went. I was playing like bass, like open mic nights. Right. I played for um, Casey for a show. I gotcha. And then I did Uptown Traffic, which was like a okay. Rock I, I vaguely remember that. Vaguely remember that. I'm just saying when you kind of came, your first like band that like you know seemed like a little bit bigger in the area. Oh yeah, no, that was Third, Third Street, Street Down. Down. You played guitar for them at first. Yeah, I did guitar and backup vocals. For and them. then. I know. Uh, I I talked to Austin about this when he he did this, but it seemed kind of crazy that you just switched to do the drums at a certain point. Yeah, no, it was pretty much any time. Like I since like being the second guitar player, we could do without that. So anytime I needed to fill anything else, I, you were just the utility I, I, man. I had, yeah, I was the Swiss Army knife. Well, that's that's a good thing to be. You can fit in anywhere. That's um. Uh, so how how long have you been playing music? Like. Uh, all the different instruments and um, stuff. I've been playing guitar for eight years, since okay. I was like ten. Nice. And then started doing like bass around like thirteen. Okay. And then drums like fourteen. Very cool. And how old are you now? Eighteen. Eighteen. So and it's eight eight years as a musician, but yeah. you know, only eighteen years altogether. So only ten years of not being a musician. Yeah. That's kinda crazy. But um anyway, so uh and then uh after you played with Austin for a while, he moved, obviously. Yeah. And then, uh, which I, are you still doing stuff with him from time to time, or? Um, I mean, we have, like, some, like, recorded Third Street Down stuff. That's, like, I don't know, we may release. We literally, um, I just, at the show last night, we had, um, our keyboard player and our saxophone player came to the show. Nice. And I was talking to them, and we brought that up, but, like, I don't know if we'll release any more stuff. But we, currently, we don't have anything. I gotcha. I just wasn't... He, he had made it seem kind of like maybe you guys would do some stuff from a distance, like maybe do some tracking and then kind of put it together at some point, but... Um, Which, yeah, we may do, and I'm obviously open to do it. But. And and then your new band, or Blue Car. Blue Car. And yeah. you're the front man. 
yes. which is a different role for you. Um, yeah, how, how do you like that? Um, I like it. I mean, I got to do that with Uptown Traffic, but, like, I was kind of out of practice because I was in Third Street Down for, like, two years. Right. So it definitely, like, I had a, the full band show last night, but I had some acoustic shows before that, mm -hmm. which is kind of good because it kind of helped me shake off the rust before that. Oh, cause... yeah, those acoustic shows will do that, and it'll show you, you know, where you really need to work. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, the acoustic shows will show you, like, because, I mean, full band shows, you can kind of hide it. Yeah. Distortion, you got a full band, but acoustic shows, you just got to, like, actually be good. So you've had a pretty good schedule this year for that, too. I've uh, You've been playing a lot of the same stuff that I've been playing, which yeah. is pretty cool. Um, So you had some Poor Brothers shows. Yeah, I played Poor Brothers. I was supposed to play the one in Peoria. Got right. rained out. We It was funny. We kind of did a flip-flop. Yeah. When I you were in... Peoria, I was in Champagne, and vice versa, and I think we both have got rained out, at least one, because my sh first Champagne one got rained out. Yeah, that was, like, early April. And that would have been when you were in Peoria. I was in Peoria, and yeah, it was, like, supposed to rain, it was, like, under And it was degrees. cold, yeah, I remember that. I've played outside, and it's cold, yeah. and it's, it's not, not enjoyable. Fun. Yeah, the like, fingers get a little numb. Yeah, no, I'm, I remember texting that, dude, I was just like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he hit me up, you probably could have just waited a few minutes, and he yeah. probably would have... Got gotten to you, uh, guys. Super nice over there at Poor Brothers. Um, but um, yeah, so and then you had did you already you already did your Distill show? Yeah, we played Distill, and you did that May as 1st. a full band. Oh no, that was acoustic. Okay, okay. It so, was well, it was me and my bass player. Cool. And uh, how'd that go? It went pretty good. Um, I always love playing Distill because it's like a yeah, nice place. Yeah. We're we're there in a couple weeks, and I'm. That's like the one I'm looking forward to the most this summer, I think, yeah. is the Distill Show, just because it's, you know, if the weather, the weather <laughs> this yeah. year has been crazy. That one, the one downside to that show was it was extremely windy. Oh, I got you. And like being right by Did the Did you bring water. your wind, wind screens? Did not have the wind. Oh, yeah, we forgot the windscreen. For yeah, the that, like, that's always the thing. Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, usually, you could you could just have somebody take their sock off and throw it on there, but I don't know if that's ideal. But yeah, uh, we've done I've done weird stuff like that in the past, just because you know you it it can be really annoying if everything just yeah no you gotta be resourceful yeah and uh, you know it, it usually takes about one or two shows I think to remember dumb stuff like that because you 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 know you play inside so much that you don't even think about it. And then you're outside for a show, and then all of a sudden it's like, that, ah, oh, damn it. It's like, yeah, I always get burned one time really bad in the year, like, because I forget that, you know, it's when when you're outside for four hours, it's, uh, <laughs> you really don't have a chance if it's sunny and you don't have any shade, but it takes one time, and then you're like, oh, I should wear sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a ginger. Oh, know. yeah, I bet, I bet. I bet. Um, so the show last night, let's talk about that one. Yeah, we bit. played the night shop. It was us, Sisser, and Tina Sparkle, and it was first time playing a full band show in probably a year. But playing and then playing it as the front man of the full band. Yeah, it was. I, I had a lot of fun last night. That yeah. was a really killer show. And night shop's fun. I, I I think it always sounds pretty good. And uh, was yeah. it in their little ollie stage or was it like in the actual? We played like. In the building we were supposed to play outside, but obviously, like, it's been storming. It's yeah. an all-metal stage. Right. That would have gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> my, my my show got canceled last night. I was supposed to be at the lounge about, um, oh, the yeah, roundabout. But, uh, yeah, it's always a bummer, summertime. This yeah. year especially just seems... Yeah, the weather has not been the greatest yeah, lately. Not, it's like, I, I feel like people are so hungry for shows 
you know, like, I, th this has been one of the most, like, fruitful booking seasons I've had in the summertime. But then, in that same, along that same vein, it's like, so many have gotten canceled because of Dude. the rain. And I think it's supposed to do the same thing again this weekend, which I have three shows for. <laughs> yeah, no. But, so yeah, no, we played inside, which, I mean, I'm glad we still got to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I, I don't know, inside's nice there that's the, the only mean, times i've ever played there have been inside yeah no they're i mean they're both great and yeah no it was a really killer show really and who, who was on the bill there um it was us sister and tina sparkle and i think i saw your was that like a show trade with that Ms. st louis band or something or no yeah no sister um they're from st louis so they but sound like a mini tour i feel like didn't i did i see that you were playing in st louis sometime I'm not playing. Oh, I, I, okay, so. maybe I'm just. I would like to. Yeah, yeah. Hard, hard to get in down there. I don't really know, and it's a little bit of a drive. So yeah, double edged sword. So, um, how many more shows you got this summer? Well, I have one Wednesday also lounge about the roundabout. Oh, very cool. But yeah, given the weather, don't know. Well, I think the middle of the week's supposed to be pretty nice. I, I hope it is because that is the last full band show of the summer. Gotcha. And then uh, the seventeenth. I'm playing a street fest at Haynes on Main in Mackinac. Awesome. Yeah, I've heard of that place, long, long time ago. But um, that, that that'll be cool. Uh, Mackinac is a pretty nice town. I've been there a few times, and little little uh, you know, upper class, middle, mid, upper middle maybe. But it's it's nice. It's got it's got some hills. It's got some <laughs> lake. It's got that winery, obviously. Yeah, that, the winery's really nice. It there. just it just feels good. It's like every time I've been there, it's been like a vacation. It feels like. So that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, uh, w what about your? Uh, you have the just the one single out right now. The yeah, IFC out uh, right now. We released that back in March. And uh, what was that one again? Sorry. Uh, C. C. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I listened to that and I was pretty impressed by that. I thought Thank you did you. a really nice Appreciate job. It. And uh, where'd you record that at? Um, I recorded that in my room. Oh, you did. Just, yeah, like all of it. A whole. Well, it got recorded. Yeah, all of it in the room, and then... You tracked we, it in the room, and yeah, then you had it mixed? we had it mixed at um, a place called Oak Lake Studios. It's where Third Street Downs, last two singles. Nice. Got recorded. And and how are you recording? Are you, do, like, um... Are you, do you have, like, a pretty nice setup for your at-home stuff, or...? Uh, <laughs> it's good enough. Like, right. I have, like, a kick drum mic, and then I use the vocal mic for the overhead, and I have, like, an interface through my laptop. So okay. It gets it by, like, it's decent. I gotcha. And are, how, how long have you been recording stuff yourself? Um, actually, see, that was the first thing that I recorded myself. Okay. Because, yeah, like I had like I had the material while I was in Third Street Down, but mm -hmm. like I was focused on that. So right as that ended, I just went straight into that. And uh, do you have a lot more original music that you've been working on? Oh yeah, we have. I think it's about like ten, twelve songs. And then I, I would assume you've been, with some of the shows you've been doing, you've been learning a lot of covers. Yeah, well, yeah, oh yeah, especially the acoustic shows. Yeah. Like two or three hours. Oh, uh, last night we did, we did majority originals, we did like four covers. And, and that's the nice songs. thing I think about Night Shop, is they're smaller sets and they kind of, they don't necessarily pay a ton, but you yeah. get to play, you know, all original material and they don't, they, they actually like yeah. prefer that, which is cool. I yeah, no, it's like a... I mean, it's an actual music venue compared right. to, like, playing some bar or something yeah. like that. I, and I think, you know, both of those things have value in, oh, yeah, in different ways. But 
um, you know, you couldn't, I don't think I could make a living necessarily off of playing in the more original scene yeah. if I only did that. Now, I, I love when I get a chance to do that. Yeah. It's like my, you know, preferred type of show to play. But, you know, there's a lot of positives to playing those bar shows, I feel like. It's yeah. like, not only do you, your your material gets, you know, endless. You know, I, I probably can do like five or six hours of music if I had to. <laughs> And then, because um, you kind of just have to, and you just keep learning songs, keep learning songs, and then, you know, obviously it pays better, and you still yeah. get to play originals, you just, yeah. it's not a block of, of originals, <laughs> yeah. which, um, but yeah, so are uh, you, you pl- planning on recording some, some more of those originals? I or? am, I'm actually going in the studio next week for like a full week. Is that the same stuff. studio? Yeah, same studio, okay. Oblix. And uh, so are you actually tracking there this time then? Yeah, I'll be recording there, recording and mixing. Are you um, gonna release like an album, an EP, or? Um, the plan is to record like singles and then like release them just like periodically, like every month or every two months. And yeah, and I pro- think that's a good model for the way things are yeah. going. The thing I always, well, at least lately, is you can, you know, you can always still put it out as an album at the end of doing that ten yeah. times, but you know, you're constantly putting stuff out. You're giving anybody who like cares about what you're doing you know it gives them a chance to get something new and enjoy it but then you know the majority of people still haven't really heard it so when you put it out as an album it's still like you know fresh and new for most of the people no i plan to yeah like release the singles and then like probably release them together as like an ep down the road i gotcha so how many songs you thinking oh we're doing five songs five i gotcha very cool well that's that's a good ep size i think that that's all you really need for pro for a project necessarily yeah. right now, um, but yeah. So you've been writing a lot, or yeah, writing especially for like the acoustic shows. I had a lot of the songs like half done or so, right. so I kind of had like suss them out a little yeah, bit, like sit down and like finish everything. That's good. It's good to have deadlines like that. It yeah. kind of forces you to, you know, get to work on some stuff. Yeah, no, I had to do that, and I had to do like demos, like for my like the live band I got to play. And then, like, for the, my producer for the studio. Yeah, yeah. It's always good so. to go in there with, like, a, a demo cut to the yeah. tempo you want so they can kind of help you get everything set up and have, have a general, like, idea of what you're going for. Yeah. and Actually know what you're doing when you get in yeah, there. Yeah, which I think when we first started recording, we just kind of showed up and hoped, crossed our fingers in a lot, a lot of yeah. ways. But, uh, you know, the more I've done it, the more I, I think that that's kind of... Or we would actually record maybe, like, the scratch tracks in the studio first. And then, you know, we'd get around to um, actually doing the, you know, professional sounding recording. Yeah. But are you pretty excited about that then? Oh, yeah, no, I'm excited. I um Last two weeks have gone into for, like, pre-production stuff. And, yeah, that's going to be... And, and this is, like, uh, the first time in the studio with, like, your original material? Yeah, first time studio original material. The yeah. other times were, yeah, with Third Street Down. Which, I mean was original but that was mainly Austin stuff I was like collaborative yeah yeah and that's that's fun in a different way for yeah sure. no, I love that too yeah and uh so I, I was gonna say like uh when, when I was listening to the the blue car song uh it was you know I I've recorded since I was probably high high school like early high school age yeah. and like in my bedroom and like trying to figure out how to do all this stuff and uh you know, those first recordings, when I go back and listen to them, I'm like, ooh, those are not 
not great, but you know, hearing the one you released is like leagues better than a lot of that stuff that Thank you. I had I heard that. as far as my stuff goes. So I'm pretty excited to see kind of where it takes you. And yeah, no, I mean, I definitely have from like 14 and 15 some demos or stuff that's like, yeah, it's not the greatest, but like, yeah, it's when I was starting out. Yeah, and then, you know, so you're kind of learning then. I think it yeah. took me quite a bit longer to figure out the studio stuff, but. When I was younger, the tech wasn't quite there in a lot of ways. Yeah, no, I'm very lucky I can just plug into a laptop. And... Yeah, and I mean, I was doing that too, but the, you know, I was, the, the software just wasn't quite as, yeah. and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I came around to music way later, you know, so, uh, then I think a lot of people did, do that are musicians, so I, I don't know that I really had the ear for it right away. Um, I mean, I'm glad I started then, and I'm glad I, like, was trying, because, you know, where I'm at now is, you know, a whole different world when I'm in the studio, but, uh, (laughs) I don't know, I just, I just didn't have that, I don't think, but, you know, you gotta start somewhere, obviously, and, uh, that's cool. So, um, what, what are some, uh, what are your, some of your influences here? What, what what are your favorite bands to kind of get inspired? Uh... I mean, I'm definitely like a gigantic Foo Fighters fan. Oh yeah. Um, especially great. when I was recording, see uh, Jimmy Eat World, I was getting heavily into them. that. That there's the one album with all their like hits and stuff. I can't remember what the album's called. Bleed America, yeah, maybe. Bleed America. That album is solid. No, I got. I really got into like Clarity, which they like really layer on that album. Hence, like twenty guitar parts. Right. On right. C towards the end. Yeah. But. I mean, everything from, like, all rock like that, but then still listening to, like, R&B music and stuff like Third Street Down was. I gotcha. Very cool. And uh, what's, what's like, your go-tos right now what, what, when you're putting on your iPod? Um, listen about everything, but one band, really, there's a band called Hot Mulligan, like a punk band, and then, like, for the other side of that, there's a band called Omar Apollo. They're like indie, like R and B, and they're really good. Very cool, very cool. So um, I just I don't I don't know if you noticed this when I walked when you walked in here. I just got like, well, really I I got a full kit. Like I I found a full kit. I should say I got it for free. Somebody was just throwing it out on the side of the road, and um, so I got it. And uh, you know I do the foot percussion a lot when I play. I'm by no means a drummer, but. Uh, I've been playing a lot lately, and, you know, I, I've, I've really, really been enjoying it. So I was wondering, like, um, how have you, uh, w- what's your favorite thing just to kind of sit down and zone out and do? I mean, it sounds like you play a lot of instruments. and uh, Yeah, pretty much music is what I do, like, 24-7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of how you have to be, and yeah. that's a good, uh, and, it you know, if you keep uh, kind of, attacking it you know hopefully yeah. that's what you'll end up and that'll be you know you'll be doing it 24 7 and but i'm saying like um do you enjoy just sitting down do you have a kit yourself and do yeah, you enjoy, enjoy just kit. sitting down and playing that or oh yeah i'll definitely just like play to play like right. it's not always like oh i have to finish a guitar part i have to finish a drum part or something like that I, I think that might be what i've been liking about it so much it's like when i practice guitar a lot of the time is um you know I, there's a purpose you know, like I'm trying to get somewhere. I'm yeah. trying to write stuff. I'm trying to get ready for a show. Um, trying to, you know, learn a new song for some, you know, event or something. But 
when I sit behind the kid, it's like, it's all just play, kind of, I guess. Yeah. But, I don't know. I Again, I'm, I'm by no means very good, but uh, it, it's definitely been, you know, pretty fun to just sit down and put put the headphones on and just, you know, put on some music I like and play along, which is... Yeah, drums, you can definitely, it's more of a, you're, like, more into it, because you got, like, the headphones on, and you're, like, moving, it's very... It's de- definitely a little bit more aerobic, I suppose, Yeah. And, um, I don't know. It's e- it's easy for me to get kind of lost in that. Yeah, no, you definitely can. Sometimes it's, I yeah, your main focus. Right. Sometimes I get a little bit more, um, like too, too focused on the guitar, like, and then I'm like, well, what did I do wrong? You know, where was I? Flat? I was flat there. I'm sharp there. I'm, you know, what what are the lyrics? You know, you're so. But when I'm playing drums, it's just like. You can almost zone out and do it, which, oh, yeah, is, which is fun. And then you're kind of just you're you're very one frame of mind thinking. I feel like like it's very yeah. it's almost meditative. Like it's like uh, um, you know what part's coming next, and then how do I set that up, and what do I want to do there, and that's kind of all you're really thinking about. Yeah, which is nice. be like full mind 100 percent of the time because right. guitar you kind of just like sit there strumming. See, I feel I kind of feel the opposite. Like guitar, I'm. Especially when I'm doing the foot drums and, you know, singing and all that stuff. It's like, you know, I have to I have to be very, very full mind for that. And I'm, I have to think, like, how am I going to set up this chorus part with my foot drums? You know, what, what guitar part's coming next? You know, what are the lyrics? But with drums, I just feel like, you know, it's just one thing, kind of. Even though it's, it's kind of multiple things at the same time. But yeah. it's, uh, I don't know, it's just been a lot of fun. I've, I've been really enjoying that yeah, lately. Yeah, really. I love drums too. Would, would you play drums in a band if you got the offer? Um, I mean, yeah, I got to do it like towards the end of Third Street Down. I really enjoyed it there, but like, main focus wise, I'd probably do guitar. But also at the end of the day, it's like, whatever can get me farther. Right, right. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. So, um, th- this is you were a senior in high school, is that correct? Yeah. And now you're in the summer. Of you know your freshman year of I would are you going to college? Yeah. Are you doing all that? And where are you where are you going with that? I'm going to Columbia College Chicago. And uh, are you studying? What are you studying there? Uh, yeah, just music. Music. Um, like what aspect? I get like production um, or I'm performance just or. Um, it's just Bachelor of Arts, like in music and yeah, like music performance, but that school just has so much yeah. stuff across. I've the always world. heard good things about it. Um, I don't know that I ever wanted to necessarily go but uh, but uh yeah i mean they have a good music program i've always heard yeah um so so what uh what are your plans with that like ultimately um ultimately plans to like move to chicago and just like do music and be like a try to become a touring musician yeah yeah well, whether that's... it's through like original stuff like blue car or if, like being a higher on just whatever wherever it gets me there i gotcha so like Maybe even a studio musician if the... Yeah, no, I definitely would, like, want to get into that, too. Right. Um, have you uh, taught ever? Have you been a taught music ever? Uh, no. All right, no. well, I mean, this is just my two cents, but, you know, teaching guitar lessons is much uh, more beneficial and, like, more fun, and you make more money than, uh, like, flipping burgers when you're in college, you know? Yeah. So... I don't know. I don't know if you'll t- take the advice or not, but the sooner you can get guitar lessons going, because I mean you're a pretty good uh, player. I, I mean Thank I've seen you. you play a few times, and I can definitely tell that 
you know, you know what you're doing. Um, obviously, teaching is a little bit different. I mean, not everybody that can play can teach, but everybody that can play could probably learn to teach if they yeah. wanted to. I mean, it's just like anything. It's just like, you know, playing the drums or something. You just have to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. Um, and you'll get better and better and better as far as teaching. Um, do, do you have any, like, theory background or anything like that? <laughs> no. Okay, so it's, you're just all... Yeah, all self-taught and... Um with like getting into Columbia and like doing because I had to do like Zoom interviews because okay. I can't go up there and uh, yeah they're like do you know how to I'm like I can't even read music well I I don't I don't know that that's well it's definitely important for your theory classes which I'm sure yeah. you'll have to take oh, yeah. um, have already, you, and you haven't <laughs> and you haven't taken any theory in the past no I understand like some of it and like most of it like I already know I just don't know like what it's called or like yeah. the specifics of it I gotcha. Well, you know, that's something you'll definitely, um, will, will help if you do decide to teach, obviously. Yeah. But you could do beginner guitar lessons, I think, pretty yeah. easily. Um, so, I don't know, just something to think about. I mean, that's just another, uh, even if you do have to get, like, a part-time job or whatever yeah. to, you know, be working, and then you'll be playing, and then, you know, the, the, the most amount, I think, of revenue streams you have is gonna make for a better end result, yeah. ultimately. And I, I definitely find with teaching that the the more, you know, I've done it for over 10 years at this point, and um, I was not even half the musician I was before I started teaching. So, I mean, it, it makes you, I think, all around just a better, a better player. You know, you'll get more knowledgeable. You'll be able to communicate, a better communicator, for sure. Yeah, I imagine so. But um, I don't know. Even, even if, you know, you don't want to necessarily do that very much i just i i think that it's beneficial to at least do it a little bit um so that's something to think about again i don't know i mean yeah like i'd rather have a job doing something music related than right. non-music related and uh and that that one you know it just it reinforces all those basic ideas that you you know but you maybe not have had to express them in yeah. an articulate way enough for somebody else to understand it and once you do that, like, a thousand times when you're teaching, you know, because you have multiple students and you're doing it, you know, multiple years, um, those ideas are just, like, in your DNA at that point, yeah. which is, uh, and I mean, it's, it's as far as jobs I've had, it's the best paying one I've had, you know. So, anyway, just something to think about while you're up there cracking on the, on the other side of the stuff, I think. You know, teach, teaching's always good. Um, have you played up in Chicago ever? Or? I have not. Um, Third Street was supposed to play, but then, of course, like, COVID. Oh, hit. yeah, I got Because we had some shows lined up there. And Where at? Uh, we were playing the Hard Rock Cafe. Ooh, that's a cool that. spot. And then um, the other ones I did not know all the details on. I got gotcha. you. Very cool. Well, I will say that, you know, as far as... Uh, just from my experience up there, it's hard to make any sort of money as a gigging musician up yeah. there. Not that it's impossible. Um, it's just a different mentality, kind of. Which, uh, uh, you know, if you... Are you planning on starting your own band up there? Or? Um, the plan is, like, just take Blue Car up there and get, like, a full lineup. Are you... Up there. So, okay, so you're going to play your stuff, but just try to get new musicians, or the musicians yeah. you're playing with are going to follow you up there? Oh, uh, no, just new musicians I gotcha. up there. Very cool. And uh, do you, 
Are you staying in, like, the dorms or something like that? Yeah, they have, like, four different dorm buildings. Yeah. And well, that, that that makes practice tough, I will say. But... Well, thankfully, uh, well, have they space. have a music yeah. building. It's got, like, a practice building and a studio. You probably just have to book it out or something. Yeah, I there's, like, just go reserve it. Right. So I'm sure that the, those are pretty, uh, people kind of jump on that, because I think space to, to do that would be tough. And if you have... You know, a whole freshman class of musicians. There's a lot of them that are going to be in bands that need yeah. a practice space. So Definitely. that that that'll be interesting. I'll be interested to hear how that all goes. Yeah. So, are you doing any production classes or anything like that? Um, first semester wise, I'm not enrolled in any, but like I imagine, probably uh, down the road, take like a couple. That's cool. I I just always feel like even if that's not your end game goal to be like a studio producer or engineer or anything like that um you know it helps so much the more you know about that stuff you know the easier it will be when you go into the studio and record your own stuff no definitely um i'm the producer i'm recording with now uh, matt rush he's uh because i like i express like interest like i want to learn that stuff too so like I've been learning a lot from him. And, like, for C, like, I went in for the mixing sessions. Like, yeah. Not just, like, oh, here, mix it, send it to me. Like, I wanted to... Yeah, well, I think it's better to be pretty it interactive is. with that. I mean, I've never been the type of guy to just been like, uh, go ahead and just do what you think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, a lot of times, feel bad because I'm a little bit picky when I'm in the studio because I have, like, a specific sound I'm kind of going for, yeah. some specific ideas, maybe some different int- instrumentation, and, uh, you know, it just, I, I, I end up and I'm like, when we recorded design to shine, it was like, you know, we did all the tracking, it's 14 tracks, which was kind of ridiculous to even do. Um, cause it took three years, uh, but, um, but you know, uh, you know, we did the tracking probably the first year and it's not like we were going every day of the month or five days a week, yeah. even we were doing like three times a month you know, for the three, three years, but it was like the first year, it was like, you know, everybody was kind of involved, and then the, probably the, the second half, you know, mixing and mastering all those songs, and getting all the instrumentation exactly right, and, you know, I was just in the studio for myself and the engineer, just like going through pretty much every measure of every, every song, which, um, you know, can probably be a little bit frustrating, but, uh, for, for the engineer, but, you know, I just feel like I've learned so much and it's been so helpful for the songs that I've been putting out. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you get quicker results instead of like texting and be like, oh, that's the waiting. Nightmare. It's like, like I love just like sitting by the soundboard and then like, okay, well, let's do this. And like, bam, just immediate. Yeah, yeah. And well, you... I, I've done a little bit of that more recently and I don't even know how engineers put up with that like it just seems like that would be so frustrating texting oh this minute marker you know 206 there's a little click on one of the um maybe like a weird snare hit that you know uh that stuff would be so tedious i feel like and then you you, they send it back and you're like nope that one (laughs) that wasn't the one (laughs) yeah no it's just it's a lot easier to communicate just being there and doing it which you know um i i think there's definitely benefits to both uh it's nice to be able to you know, as you get more knowledgeable and more uh, used to recording and tracking your own stuff, which it sounds like you have a good base in already, you know, you can do all the heavy lifting outside of the studio, and then when you get into the studio, you know, you'll be knowledgeable on what you're going for and what you want and how you, maybe how you would do it 
then, you know, it just expediates the whole process and is cheaper. <laughs> I mean, it gets expensive. Oh, yeah. No, thankfully, I mean, I did, like, all the demos in my home studio. And then we, we've we been doing, like, pre-production, like, dialing everything in. So it's, like, when we go in, like, we'll just have, we can just focus on recording and yeah. trying new stuff instead of, like, well, can we do that with the snare? I mean, obviously mixing at the end, but, like, we go and we already have that ready. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, I, I think it makes the process definitely a lot, a lot smoother to have that stuff going in, which I, I, I think we kind of learn more the hard way. It's nice that you're you're starting out that way, which yeah. is smart. Um, but, I mean, with with my gear and stuff at the point that I would have been doing that, I don't even know how I would have done that. Now I can do everything pretty much with an iPad and a nice yeah. microphone. I don't really need anything too crazy, which has been, you know, fun to kind of dive in, but I, I always feel like I'm a little behind <laughs> like i because you know i'm learning everything for the first time at 32 and uh you know you kind of i feel like probably grew up with it around you yeah i mean actually yeah, my first time trying like production stuff that was like with c so like as i was recording that i was learning how to use like all that stuff at the same time i mean with like third true down i was like you know, like, trying to see, like, what the producer was doing and watching that and, like, having some knowledge from recording. But, yeah, it was definitely a lot of, like, it was a big learning curve in the beginning. Well, I feel like with a lot of the um, the recording software, what, what do you say you use? Uh, Cakewalk. Cakewalk, okay. So I've used that before. I've used Audacity before. Um, my The big one I used in high school was Cubase. And um, that one... You know, the Audacity and the Cakewalk is like, it has some stuff, and you can generally do it. Um, you know, it's it's not crazy elaborate or anything like yeah. that. I mean, there is a lot of stuff you can do, but the Cubase, I feel like, I just didn't know what half the stuff even did. <laughs> the nice thing about, like, GarageBand, which is what, you know, I'm recording this podcast on even right now, yeah. is it's so intuitive, and it, like, it knows, you know, instead of giving you a hundred options for you know, different things that you could do on, like, a, a vocal effect or, like, a vocal EQ, <laughs> and then you 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 listen to it. And it's like I could tell the difference on, you know, maybe three different EQs, seven different EQs, but once you're to 50, it's like... And then and then your your sense of, like, what, what's the best one kind of gets a yeah. little bit lost pretty easy, especially, you know, if you don't have the ear for it, which is so nice with the garage band. I don't know if you have ever used GarageBand I know before. of it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it was a game changer for me. I mean, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, and what you can do with an iPad now is just so crazy. It's, it's a portable studio, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, I have a buddy who, he's a little younger than me, but he's a little bit older than you, who, uh, Ryan Wolf from Pontiac, oh, yeah. he, he, uh, he opened me up to the, the, the crazy world of the iPad and he's really, really into the production side and he's, really just great at it can do a lot with a little you know and um like i remember listening to his songs the first time i was like what studio did you guys he's like oh, i just did it on a generation one ipad with the ipad microphone oh, and i was like jesus like <laughs> <laughs> i i could i couldn't even fathom that at that point in time but um luckily you know he he's he's been great as far as showing me kind of the the ropes on it a little bit and I mean, it's just crazy what you can do with it. Yeah. Um, and an iPad, you know, it's expensive, but 
uh, like I said, it's a whole portable studio. You can do so yeah. much with it. Yeah, I think, like, when it comes to, like, what, like, compressor settings or stuff like that. Yeah, that, that like, little things like that drive me nuts. I just text my producer. I was just like, <laughs> What hey. should I do? I'm like, well, I literally, my, um, like, vocal compress, like, settings are just what he texted me. Right. And I just saved it, so I just put it on any vocal I do. Because there's just so many little things like that that, like, if you don't go, I feel like if you don't, A, like, don't necessarily have the ear for it, but B, you know, don't go to school for it and yeah. kind of study the ins and outs of vocal pro, uh, compression, you know, it's, it's, it gets, I get in the weeds so fast with that stuff. Whereas this just has a compressor, you know, like I'm sure you can get other options, but it has one, sounds good. They, they, they made it the, probably the one that your produ- producer would have picked because yeah. they want to make it like so user friendly, you know, to, so you don't have to ask all those questions. Yeah. And then I, a lot with the music side, like with the podcast, I just, you know, I'll just release, you know, edit it a little bit to, you know, line everything up and then, you know, try to make it sound okay and then, you know, put it out. But with the, um, like, w- when I'm tracking and stuff like that or, like, recording music, I will definitely track it on the iPad and then, you know, go to a actual studio <laughs> engineer yeah. and have them. And it's nice to be like, okay, this is what, like, this is my mix of it, kind of give them an idea but they're probably like, oh, well, you should change that compressor. You should, you know, yeah. maybe use this reverb instead of that reverb or, you know, little things like that that, you know, I feel like I just don't have the knowledge or ear for. But um, it, it, I think it makes, like, a huge difference. But, I mean, I can literally, like, my, my, one of my bass players, it's like, I could just go to his house and re- record his <laughs> parts, which is su- such a nice feature, I feel like. Yeah. But, uh, so, recommend, uh, highly recommend. If uh, I mean, you can't get as crazy, that's for sure. Yeah, no, Cakewalk definitely has a lot of stuff that I've never even, even tried. I just have, like, the basic stuff I need and, like, little tricks I've figured out. But there's so much that I'm just like, eh, that's for another time. These are <laughs> <Yeah>. just demos. <laughs> right, right. And that, you know, I feel like you can get so caught up in that stuff that it can kind of make the process of recording almost yeah. not uh, so, so much more tedious where you just kind of want to get it out, you know, and get stuff done and get it to the next uh, next phase of yeah. what you're doing. Whereas with the iPad, you know, you just don't have that problem because it's so, there's, so, it's so limited on what it can do, but everything it can do does sound good, you know. Yeah. But, um, all right, well, uh, I usually like to ask, um, do you have any crazy show experiences that just one just weird one or one like um fun one or like maybe your favorite or just do you have any good stories because yeah from playing bars from like 13 yeah yeah yeah, that's young definitely been a lot of weird stuff i don't think i started playing in bars till like 16 or 17 maybe even 18 yeah i think i would have been open mics at is that what you generally started with? Yeah, started doing like open mic nights. Yeah, that, those were great for me. I used to, when I first started, I'd I was doing like three or four a week for like yeah. years and years and years. And the stage time, you know, you get from that and just yeah. get comfortable, kind of singing into a mic, which I feel like takes so long for me. For me, it took really long to get, which I still <laughs> still have different some shows where maybe that's not the case. But um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, open mic nights is less pressure and like. 
they're just they're really good for starting out and getting just your stage time in. Right. Um, show wise, we did one shows probably like the most professional thing I've done. We did the McLean County Chamber Scala. Was that in Bloomington? Yeah, it was at the the DoubleTree. Okay. The, thing, the hotel that's by the uh, TGI Fridays. I, yeah, I used to play there on Wednesday nights. They had like a weird happy hour, two hour type thing, and it was like this small. It, so you've been to the DoubleTree, you know, right when you walk in, there's like a little like bar, like it's like the smallest yeah. bar you've ever seen. That's where I used to play, for, <laughs> and it was just it was so weird. They would have me set up like bar like on the other side like where i wasn't i wasn't in the bar but the people in the bar could hear it and it was just like the whole time you know you're you're just worried about how loud you are you know you don't want to like scare anybody away it's a, such yeah. a tiny place and the acoustics there are you know pretty billow like it's like it's an open hall kind of like the lobby you know lobby of any so so the acoustics are a little weird and you're you're i don't know it's just it's they have a courtyard too so in the summertime that was fun and good but when, when I was inside at the bar, it was always a little, little weird. But they have probably banquet halls that kind of yeah. Weird. It was like this big banquet hall ballroom, and it was like a, it was, a, it was kind of a weird gig because they hired us to play like six Queen songs. It was mm. like right after like Bohemian Rhapsody. It was like right. a huge movie, but it was like what Queen songs? Do you mind me? Uh, we did. We will rock you. Um, well, did, you just, play, did you play the solo in that one? Yeah, That's I did a cool the solo. solo. Yeah, that was definitely. I've never cried, like been good enough at it to like probably perform it live, but I've definitely for some of my students that's been one that I've had to kind of walk through with them to. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, that's definitely the coolest part of the song for sure. Oh yeah, no, but there's kind of a lot of pressure on you to yeah kill it. it. <laughs> there was a uh, it was 700 people. Wow, so I definitely was a tad nervous. Yeah, but we did that. Um, Don't stop me now. Under pressure, and uh, you didn't have to do Bohemian. No, we didn't. Okay, that because that's a Bohemian of a song, you know. That's yeah. a, or a no, Bohemian. <laughs> Not a lot of people can pull that off. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people do it. Uh, jacked up in the empty bottles. They do. They did like a Queen tribute at the castle, and I, I I watched a video of them doing it, and I thought it was pretty great. Yeah. But you know, they have a lot of pieces, which helps too. Yeah. But that's just such an elaborate song, and. I, you know, when people think Queen, like, that's, like, one of the first songs oh, that yeah, comes to mind, song. so people often request that song, and I just kind of laugh to myself, like, like, you don't realize what you're asking me to you do. You realize the musicianship <laughs> it takes. Yeah, not only is it, like, you know, a, a super elaborate song, every musician in that band is amazing. Yeah, they're, and, they're all, like, it wasn't just, like, oh, Freddie writing stuff, like, every single person in that band was writing number one signals and and just amazing musicians i mean oh, yeah. a lot of times when i listen to queen like uh one of maybe their more piano driven songs i'm like this piano part holds up as just like a piano part you could just yeah. play you don't need a vocal melody on top of it you know but and then he has these crazy pipes that just uh, are really unbelievable you know like i uh, i can't even imagine being <laughs> listening like that but yeah no i got new respect for uh like, I always thought Brian May was good, but when I had to learn all his guitar parts, I'm like, oh, wow, these yeah. are really good. Yeah, when you, when you really have to sit down with them, it's like, whew. <laughs> but no, it was like the most professional type thing we did, because it was like, um, you know, go for a rehearsal the day before, 
Oh, like, the stage. so you like went into the that that doesn't happen very often where you. It, yeah, it was like a really, I mean, really fancy stage. It was like a black tie event type thing, right? And like, did you wear a black tie? No, we were all like we dressed nice, right. but we weren't like yeah. tuxedos. I always get a kick out of that because you know we're musicians. We're we're like the we the expectations so low. <laughs> you could have came wearing what you're wearing today, I think, and nobody would have really thought like, oh, yeah, too much. they would have been like, oh, he's just a musician, like, you know, dirty, stinky musician. So, anyway, go ahead. Sorry, but no, they did like, yeah, it's just like a whole production. Like they had the like a light show with it, like the fog machine. At one point, they were like testing out the fog machine. It was like getting a tad hard to breathe. Like they were just <laughs> pumping. I was like, dang. And the fog machines do make the lights look cool, though. Yeah, and then they had, like, we had, like, go around back. We had, like, certain times to come on stage, like, stage cues. And it was just stage probably... Stage cues, wow. Yeah, well, it was kind of funny because they had this countdown on the screen. Like, oh, you're going to go up, like, right here. And then all of a sudden, like, the countdown just dropped, like, 20 seconds. <laughs> and we were just like, oh. Like, it looked awesome. Like, did, did we go? And then, thankfully, we just went up there and went into it, but... And the show went well overall. Oh, yeah, it went great. Although it was kind of funny was we played, like, the first two songs, but then we had to wait, like, practically a half an hour to play the other two, so we were, like, all hyped off the first two. Right. It's like, oh, that was great. And then go back to, like, the, like, room they gave us to hang out in, like, the green room. And we were, like, all hyped up, but then, like, we were just kind of back to normal because we were, like, sitting there for, like, half an hour, an yeah. hour. And then we was it, like, because uh, they had to do announcements or a speech? It, or it was something. just, yeah, it was, like, a whole event. Right. So they were doing, like, speeches. I don't know exactly what they were doing. We were, like, sitting just in the green room. I believe you call that, like, a corporate event, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a corporate event. And they have a lot of money to throw around. Yeah. And I don't know. I just always feel like at those things, like, the musicians definitely more of an afterthought. It doesn't sound like necessarily yeah. for this show, for you, that it is. It was. But uh, when I've done stuff like that in the past, it's like the people that are paying me and asking me to play, like, don't realize, like, what it takes to put on a show. Like, <laughs> and, like, they don't have the gear. They don't have the, like, oh, you need to be there an hour early to set up. Or, oh, you need to be there, you know, two hours. It's, it's, it's like... So, like, not thought of until the last minute a lot of times. But it's cool that they seem to be on top yeah, of Yeah, they had, like, I think the, the whole thing started around 5 or 7. We got we had to get there at, like, 12. Right. So, yeah, it was, like, a whole production. Yeah. It, wed, weddings are like that oftentimes, too, as, like, uh, when I've done weddings, it's like, you know. They they have like oh can you try to play these few songs and that's like the end of the conversation <laughs> and then it's like they they go are there that day and they're like well we don't have a PA to give our speeches or to play our song <laughs> to play our music in it's like okay well um, we can do that in mine that's fine but would have been like maybe good to have that info like a little bit before the day of the wedding <laughs> but you know. It's it's always fun and it's fine. It always works out, and then you yeah. you kind of feel like the hero too, and a, li a little bit where you're like saving the day, you know, which is a, a good feeling. Um, any other cool shows like that, or uh, the one show? Because I mean, that's like probably the most professional thing I did. But like one show that like I still like always love is the first Uptown Traffic show in his basement show at like this college venue. Sometimes those are the best. And yeah, that was. I was like, yeah, 15, and that was the first show with that band, and it just, 
it was like 40 college kids who like generally wanted to like watch show and they were right. into it and it was just well as, as you're probably noticing now when you are playing in bars and stuff is that you know people aren't really there to yeah with like <laughs> i mean like playing like the night shop like people are like there, there to see, to see music right but yeah i've had plenty of experience where they're just there and you just happen to be there right right also. which can turn out to be very yeah. cool but it can also turn out to be you know a, weird in some ways where you get some drunk guy requesting Bohemian Raps Rhapsody, and uh, you know just keeps doing it over and over again, or yeah. or or you get the classic uh, where somebody comes up to you and they're like, "Here's what I think you should do," oh, which <laughs> it's like so many. Yeah, there's been so many drunk people, and then I get I've had people like I'm in the middle of playing a song like. Thing, like and maybe it's not a song that I'm even that confident with it, so I'm like really like struggling on the words come up like literally to my ear and start talking about like you know what I think you should do like, <laughs> or requesting a different song in my ear while I'm playing this current song yeah which uh you know is is, is a struggle you kind of get good at dealing with that stuff but it uh you know bar shows is like high percentage chance of that stuff happening. Yeah, no, I've definitely had quite a bit of that. We just played, actually, it was the first acoustic blue car show, and some guy just, like, came up, like, mid-song, like, you guys playing the Grateful Dead? <laughs> and then we, he was, like, talking to our bass player, which was just, like, middle of the song. Yeah, it's like, we, it's like we're dude. trying to do something here. Probably isn't benefited by having a full side conversation. Yeah. And yeah. then the drunk people that always... um. Love to dance because we played one show with Third Street Down and uh, she was like trying to like get on the stage. Oh yeah, that's and pretty she, classic. She looked like she was trying to imitate like a Def Leppard music video, <laughs> like just sitting on the stage like hair flip. Like I was just backing up. I'm like, yep, nope. <laughs> yeah, you get a lot of that or like uh, people maybe uh, stumbling knocking your stuff yeah over. you always gotta like watch out for like drunk people but right in the same regard just like most things it's double-edged sword because sometimes you know you'll hit that moment right you'll play the right songs it'll be like that second hour or third hour yeah. that you're playing and everybody will just be like drunk enough and they'll like start to notice what you're doing because like for the whole first hour or two and a lot of those longer sets it's like you're barely a thing to the people that yeah. are there you know they're trying to talk to their friends and they just met them or maybe they haven't seen them in a long time or they're trying to get dinner or, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, they're drinking the whole time, drinking the whole time. And then finally, you know, you get to that third, fourth hour um, and they're like, oh, there's there's music going on. Pretty much. Like, oh, this has been going on the whole time and this has been pretty good, I think. Like, I haven't, I almost thought it was like a jukebox or something like that. Pretty much just play September Birth, Wind and Fire, and people just go nuts. It just yeah, just rises them out of the seat, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, but I mean, not always. There's definitely plenty of shows where that doesn't happen. But when it does, yeah. and people are like start moving, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's fun. It can be a lot of fun. It can be. It almost turns into the college uh, house party show yeah. in the basement where you're. Five feet away from everybody, just they really into it. Their stage, like, I mean, obviously, like, it was a stage, but the, what they had dividing the, like, band the stage was the front bumper off a of Honda Civic. Nice. <laughs> just sitting there. And, but yeah, that was just, it was a really killer show, especially, like, so early on. Right. It was really, like, cool experience and for how, like, well it went. Yeah. And, you know, that's, like, prime, like, music reception age i always feel like yeah. it's college where everybody's really really like over the top in the music um 
you know, a lot of people are in high school too, but, uh, you know, those same people still are in college. And then you get a whole new crop of people that, like, just are discovering why music's so amazing. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it's their first big parties that they even have ever been to. So they're just excited to be there. And there's music. And, yeah, those are are always a lot of fun. Always, you know, weird stories that happen with that, too. But... No, no. There was some weird stuff that night. But... (laughs) Yeah. Well, you never run out of that, I think. Um, Yeah, no. Prob- well, you know, I I don't play like giant shows, but I wonder what the what the difference what what the difference is in weird stuff that happens when you're like a national touring act. I'm yeah. sure it's a different kind of shenanigans that happens, but yeah. you know, it's like uh, you know, probably in anything that anybody does, there's always weird stuff that happens. But it just seems like with music, that's such a situation that's just set up for yeah, it's just gonna happen <laughs> all sorts of weird stuff. But, uh, yeah, so that's great. Sounds like you're on a, a good track here. And uh, so uh, do, you, do you know any musicians up in Chicago? Or? I do know a couple bands up in Chicago. Um, well, actually from Bloomington, Red Scarves. Name sounds vaguely familiar. They live up there. Um, band called Bow and Spear. They're really good. They're from Chicago. So I, I know about, I'd say, like 15 to 20 people that live there. Nice. And I actually I knew one of the professors from the school. I did not know that. I actually saw his band play at the night shop, mm. and then like later on found out he um, teaches there, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> dang, yeah." And um, but I mean, yeah, I do know like some people, but a lot of it's just gonna be going up there, kind of right, completely on my own for that. But I mean, you gotta. Do you have your own like PA gear and stuff like that? Like, how, how, what's the? I do, but like the you one you won't have to, you won't be able to fit it. In your yeah, there's a lot of stuff I will not be able to take up right, there. Right, like I obviously can't have like my full drum set. Yeah, in my room, but like obviously like guitars and stuff, and like my live rig for that. But they have like their music program because they're like their teachers also are like touring musicians. Yeah, yeah. So they're really um, open up to open that. to that, and they have like you can rent gear. Oh, like, nice. oh, you need this, yeah, just go take that from there. So it's really, it's a really musician-friendly school, and it's a very modern music program. Because you have a lot of, like, orchestral right. ones, like, oh, like, marching band. Like, this one's, like, uh, here's a class about record deals and touring. Like and business side. Yeah, and music stuff. business. And, like, yeah, like, their te- what I really like is, like, their teachers actually do the job. Well, after you go for four years, then you'll have to, you'll have to teach me some stuff, maybe. About uh, if I retain any of it, <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm yeah, sure no. you will. You care about it. That's that's half of it. I think is like yeah. you like want to do it, and it's like you know a passion. Whereas I feel like a lot of people go to college and they're like just trying to get a degree. They don't really yeah. have much of a not. I mean, it's not that they don't care at all. It's just like I feel I, even me on stuff that I don't care about when I was in college which i only got my associate's degree over there at heartland but um you know the stuff that i didn't care about at all i have almost no recollection of and the stuff that i was like you know all the music classes and um it's i I did some creative writing and stuff stuff like that and uh that stuff really sticks but but that's because i care you know that's yeah no i definitely am like obviously i'm going to learn but like one of the main reasons is like columbia's kind of like in the epicenter of, like, the music scene up there. Right. And just, like, networking and opportunities. I've always wondered how, like, because, you know, a lot of shows here, you have to bring your own PA. You have to, 
you know, you for me, I always bring way too much stuff. It's like, are you going to be driving up there, or do you have? Are you going to be, you know, riding riding the L? You know. Oh uh, yeah, I will not have my car with me because it is straight downtown Chicago. Right. So it's like, so it's it's like but then the, the the question comes like. How do you go about getting from gig to gig? I have no gear? idea. I literally have no clue. But yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm sure there's got to be a way to do yeah, there's it. Gotta be there's got to be ways. Hundreds and hundreds of musicians up there that yeah. play regularly. Um, but it's like, how how do they go about getting? Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah, like go to like my music friends up there and just be like, so. <laughs> you don't like... want to be lugging around a you know a forty pound amp to tube amp to oh, no. your gigs yeah like walking like five blocks to, to get to the train to take to where you know and then have, so it's like there's gotta I, I know a lot of places probably have back lines I would imagine yeah but uh, you know you're a gigging musician you probably are gonna play some that don't I would imagine <laughs> just getting around just seems like crazy to me cause yeah there's more like music clubs and like yeah. stuff dedicated to music up there but I mean I guess you could call it like an uber or something Right. It's like yeah. Yeah. It's car, but I am uh, taking stuff on the L. I'm not as sure about. <laughs> I don't think that would be a good idea for a lot of reasons. But yeah. um, like yeah. obviously I gotta take the L, like just to get around places. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm, I'm aware it's not the safest form. Of yeah, I've always wondered about that. Um, because you know I played up there a few times and I always drive, which makes me probably like it a lot less than a lot of people. <laughs> just driving up there is, you know, not. Not my favorite thing. It's always a little wild. People people are a little bit more uh, um, willing to take chances, I guess. Yeah, also the biggest city I've ever, like, drove in was, like, Peoria. Right. So, like, I've never driven in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to try to just... Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's good for you, I yeah, think, good to practice, do it. But... Um, especially, you know, if you're going to end up in... Be touring around, you know, exactly. you're going to end up in some big cities, probably. And, you know, not being, like afraid of it is not i mean i'm still afraid of it a little bit but i'll you know i'll, I'll give it a shot yeah. you, know, you know um because because you've been in you know you, you've been in so many weird driving situations but uh yeah i don't know i just always wondered how that works you have to you have to let me know yeah i mean obviously there's the like everyone gets the band fan at some point right but yeah like columbia doesn't have garages so like yeah don't know where i would put that <laughs> yeah yeah, and you'll probably just be playing a lot in Chicago, I would imagine. Yeah. But like, there's a know, lot of places, yeah, like right by the school. So like, yeah, just catching Uber or something. But like with that. the type of shows you've been playing, you know, there's a lot of opportunities in a lot of the suburbs too, and it's like yeah. that's not really going to be as reachable. I feel like in a lot of ways because you're not going to have, you know, a way to get to those places a lot of times. Yeah, that's when I'm just going to hope I have a friend who has a car. Right, and be right. like, hey. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I I like to be pretty self-reliant, so I feel like that would be tough for me. Yeah, to no, like... Figure that out. I would prefer to have a car up there. Like, I like driving a lot, but, like, I see, like, it's I feel like your volume as a musician goes up about 20% if you have your own gear, your own PA system, okay. your um and your own car to get places, you know. It's uh a lot easier for a lot of places to book you just because, yeah. you know, you have the right gear and you 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 can get there. I mean, I feel like that's an issue for some musicians I know yeah. and um so I don't know, I just feel like that would be tough, but I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve, but at the same time like 
It's right. going to be all around that way for yeah. you, I feel like, in, no. in a lot of ways, not just uh, mu- musically, but, but sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, though. Yeah, it's going to be fun, and like you got to go put in the work. Yeah, so. yeah. All right, well, uh, do you have anything you want to promote while you're here? Um, the song, obviously. On... Yeah, see on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, Bandcamp, Premature, where you can find music. Um, yeah, just go follow us on Spotify, Instagram. Have new music out soon. I do not. So Blue Car would be what they'd be following on the Instagram. Yeah, uh, at Blue Car Music on Instagram and just like Blue Car on Facebook. Cool. Everywhere else. Um, yeah, new music coming soon. I do not have a release plan. <laughs> yeah. I've not had that meeting yet. And then, <laughs> <laughs> I getcha. But what about shows coming up? Um, Wednesday at um, the Lounge Mouth Roundabout. Yeah, if yeah. the weather permits. That one. And um, that's six to eight. Six to eight. Cool. Um, Saturday at Haynes on Main. Um, six thirty to seven is just a little half hour set. Hmm. And um, the farmers market August twenty first. Those are fun. I just played a, the first one of the season, um, the farmers market, and I made like so much. T- people are just like throwing their wallets. There, yeah, I this played. Has been the craziest year for that. I feel. I like. played there at Third Street down, and um, like like you'll make a lot of money in tips. I'm like, oh, but okay. I mean, yeah. I usually might do okay in tips when I'm by myself. Even yeah. it's like you know, I do like maybe seventy five, one fifty for the two hour set. Um, this year I made three hundred. Which is like easily double what I've ever made there, and I, I don't think it's necessarily a reflection of my performance. I think it's just people are so hungry for live music, yeah. like so so ha- like they're there to support you know local artists and farmers, and yeah. so they're like you know already there to do that. So they just are, yeah. and they're just so happy to see anything like that. That there is. Yeah, it's good to be back yeah. music wise. Yeah. <laughs> After last night's show, like the first song in, I was just like, Yeah, I really miss this. Yeah. Well, you're you're in it, you're doing it. That's yeah. a great place to be. But anyway, appreciate you coming by. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and I appreciate anybody who takes time to listen as always, and we I will talk to you next time. Have a good one. Bye.